This is the Best Insurance Law Podcast, brought to you by Best Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Welcome to Best Insurance Law Podcast, the broadcast about timely and important legal issues affecting the insurance industry. I'm John Zuba, Managing Editor of Best Insurance Professional Resources. We're pleased to have with us today Dr. Bill Kanaski from Expert Service Provider Courtroom Sciences in Irving, Texas. Courtroom Sciences partners with corporate legal departments and law firms throughout the entire litigation process from the moment a crisis occurs through discovery, trial preparation, jury selection, and the trial itself. What makes CSI unique is the focus on empirical research and scientific methodology in the evaluation of litigation risk and focus groups and mock trials, and in jury selection, all of which provides data and analysis to improve decision-making and outcome. Dr. Bill Kanaski is a Senior Vice President of Litigation Psychology for Courtroom Sciences and a nationally recognized expert, author, and speaker in the areas of advanced witness training and jury psychology and civil litigation. He consults on more than 200 cases annually in the areas of defendant witness training, jury decision-making process, and jury selection strategy. He earned his PhD in clinical and health psychology from the University of Florida. And Dr. Kanaski, thank you very much for joining us today. Happy to be here. Today's discussion is the reverse reptile and turning the tables on plaintiff's counsel. And Dr. Kanaski, for our first question, can you tell our audience what is the reptile theory and how has it evolved since 2009? The reptile theory has been here for over 10 years now. And really what it is, basically, its foundation is the establishment of safety rules, what they call safety rules, and then to show that a defendant violated those safety rules, which the conclusion is uh, it puts the public uh, and the community uh, at large, uh, at risk, uh, puts them in danger. And so what the plaintiff's bar has nicely done is be able to develop those themes uh, in their cases. Uh, it has a very high appeal to a jury uh, when you bring up things like community safety. And uh, many defendants um, are really helpless against it without the right uh, preparation. So about 11 years later, uh, we're still we're still battling um, the reptile, and I guess the good news is that uh, we've been defeating the reptile quite a bit. But what it's really taken is a lot of preparation and work and effort on the front end of cases by the defense, because if that doesn't happen, it, it's really uh, the defense really has no chance against the reptile unless they start uh, throwing punches very early in the fight. Dr. Kanaski, can you explain how reptile tactics lead to nuclear verdicts and settlements? Yeah, uh, reptile tactics are one of the main causes of nuclear verdicts uh, and settlements. And it's probably more on the settlement um, side of it, because if you think about it, I mean, 98% of cases settle. They never reach a courtroom. But what happens with the nuclear verdicts is that the uh plaintiff's attorney who has essentially reptiled all the defense witnesses uh, can now come in and give an opening statement, essentially saying, listen, this company had safety rules that they're required to follow. Their own witnesses, including their corporate representative, have admitted not following the safety rules. And we have this very bad outcome, which is typically a death or a catastrophic injury. And that's what gets 
jurors upset. So highly effective uh, in the in the courtroom, putting a lot of the focus on corporate conduct or lack thereof. I actually think the bigger problem is the nuclear settlement, meaning you go through discovery. These tactics are highly effective with defense witnesses. So the way the plaintiff attorney asks the questions uh, regarding safety rules and placing the community uh, at unnecessary risk or needlessly endangering the community. When the unprepared and untrained witness starts to agree with all of those um, questions, then they're juxtaposed next to the case facts, which pretty much contradict the rules they've just agreed to. And so what happens is defense goes into a mediation or a settlement negotiation. The plaintiff attorney has five or six or seven videos uh, deposition videos of uh, key defense witnesses essentially being trapped and falling for all the reptile tactics. And the defense loses all of its leverage and negotiating power. And so the only way to get rid of that case is essentially writing a check to the plaintiff's attorney, uh, a, a check that's much bigger than the actual value of the case. And I think that's happening a lot, unfortunately. And again, it's really the lack of preparation and the, the lack of aggressiveness by the defense and discovery that's leading to these nuclear problems. Dr. Kanaski, can you explain what is the concept of the reverse reptile? Ah, so what we did, this is actually a funny story. So, um, and most stories start with, I was sitting at a bar. So I'm sitting at a bar uh, with a defense attorney and he had come in very late on the case. He had parachuted on the case. And uh, he was very, very worried because uh, his own defendant, who was a truck driver, had admitted liability, full liability, in uh, his deposition, which he did not defend because he wasn't even involved in the case. And so we're at a bar talking, having some martinis. And he's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm in big, big trouble. And I said, well, who's left to be deposed? And he's like, well, my co-defendant's expert. And they had been blaming us the whole time, our co-defendant. So I said, well, let's let's reptile our co-defendant. They've already blamed us for this uh, accident, which turned out to be a double amputation below the knee, which is a really you know, catastrophic event. And so what we did was we designed a deposition script from the reptile theory to essentially turn the tables and actually reptile somebody else. And the witness fell, this hook, lion, sinker fell for all of our traps. And then when the case went to trial, rather than get 100% liability against us, we only got 40%. And our co-defendant got 50% and the plaintiff actually got 10%. So what we were able to do was to literally take the reptile attack and use it offensively. Um, and, and, and this can happen if you have, you can use it in some situations where uh, you have maybe a plaintiff who you would like to reptile because they were perhaps non-adherent to medical uh, advice, or you have a plaintiff that maybe did not read instructions of a product or follow a product's uh, warning label, or maybe an empty chair um, uh, defendant that you're going after. But the fact of the matter is, the tactics work, and there is often times where the defense can actually use the reptile to their advantage. What are the types of cases or circumstances in which defense counsel might deploy the reverse reptile? 
I think the times that we've used it really effectively are, are when there's um, culpability elsewhere besides the the, the, the the defendant. And so, again, you know, if you have a, uh, a plaintiff and again, depending on the case, because this is not going to work in all cases, and you can really you can really tick off a jury. But uh, you can go after a plaintiff saying that they put they, they violated their own uh, safety rules. Um, and put themselves in this uh, position. Or again, if it's a co-defendant that you're adverse to, um, and it could be a product liability case, could be a construction case, could be a trucking uh, uh, case. But any case where there's culpability amongst multiple parties um, and the, the blame game is going on, that would be the time um, to use this. Now, if you have a case that's maybe a uh, um, a birth entry case and, and, and you have a mom and a and a child. That's probably not the type of case uh, you're gonna you're gonna want to do this in. Uh, but there's several other areas that you can use it in uh, very effectively. And how can insurance companies be best prepared for reptile attacks in litigation? Well, what the insurance industry has got to get through their head is that you have to fight aggression with aggression. And the nature of the reptile tactics, it's very aggressive and very early in the case. And the insurance defense industry is notoriously known for being cheap and for being reactive instead of proactive. So the number one way which corporate clients and insurance companies can defeat the reptile is to attack early. And that means very aggressive um, preparation and training of witnesses for deposition, um, very aggressive questioning of plaintiffs' experts, and always essentially throwing the first punch. And that's just something that's very foreign to the insurance defense industry. As you know, insurance defense, the philosophy for decades has been, you know, save money, save money, save money. And then if the case doesn't settle, uh uh-oh, we're going to trial, now it's time to spend money. Well, that's exactly what the reptile folks have figured out. And they're taking full advantage of it and exploiting the insurance defense system. And they're betting the farm that the defense will never be as aggressive as they will. Therefore, they maintain most of the leverage in the case. And that's how you end up with your nuclear settlement or nuclear verdict. How we defeat the reptile is very, very aggressive early intervention. Then you have defense depositions that are highly effective. It really sucks the life out of the case, sucks the value out of the case, and then essentially turns all the leverage back to the defense. Now, the problem with that. It, it's going to cost money and it's going to take time. And that's really where the, the defense, the insurance defense industry and corporate uh, uh, defendants need to really look in the mirror. And, you know, do you want to save a little bit of money up front, but expose yourself to a multi-million dollar settlement or verdict? Or do you want to spend a little bit and be more aggressive up front to protect yourselves? That's really what the um, defense has to start doing, being uh, much more aggressive, investing effort and time into uh, uh, attacking early and not just waiting to get beat up by these uh, reptile folks. Dr. Kanaski, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. You've just listened to Dr. Bill Kanaski from Courtroom Sciences in Irving, Texas. And special thanks to today's producer, Frank Volinkle. And thank you all for joining us for Best Insurance Law Podcast. To subscribe to this audio program, to go to our webpage, www.ambest.com slash claims resource. If you have any suggestions for your future topic regarding an insurance law case or issue, please email us at lawpodcast.ambest.com. I'm John Zuba, 
And now this message. Best Insurance Professional Resources features valuable insurance industry content, including searchable profiles of client-recommended insurance attorneys, adjusters, and expert service providers. Brought to you by AM Best, known worldwide as a respected source of insurance industry news and information. Visit ambest.com slash claims resource.